0: The opinions expressed on the ACB media network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for March 7th, 2023. I am Herbie. Who else would you expect? Well, uh, I don't know. But we got a guest. Maybe they with were expecting me. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, I But nobody likes the idea of me calling it Herbie and Toys Cooking <laughs> Corner for some reason. It's just That's too
2: much lot. of a mouthful.
1: It is, isn't it? I could call it the HT Cooking Connection.
2: No, let's just leave it alone. Rebranding's a hassle.
1: Okay, okay. So, uh, gotta give a guy credit for trying. But, uh, anyway... Today we are going to, uh, well, I say that we're taking a break from the kitchen, but if uh, I I don't know what your experience is like, Tori. I still find that I had to be in the kitchen earlier to make breakfast, so I I guess I truly don't get a break from the kitchen, but I get a break from uh, lecturing in the kitchen, I guess, as uh, we're going to give the mic over to uh, Diane in just a little bit. You know her from uh, the ACB community. She is an active member of Bits. She also hosts calls like the Thursday Night Cap. And in fact, it was such a call where uh, I learned that uh, she and her husband, Joe, who uh, we hope is listening and we hope will make an appearance on here makes homemade Italian sausage now we do not uh, expect any of you to try this at home kitties but uh, if which is you... why we
2: didn't give you an ingredients
1: list exactly and uh, I th- I'd feel bad for the reader that did get an ingredients list for this one if they we did do it so uh, um, um, anyway it is a very interesting process so uh, you're, you're going to learn uh, where your Italian sausage comes from and uh, Tori is sitting over there, going. Now, this is one reason why I am now a vegan.
2: I was actually about to say that.
1: <laughs> well, I can read your mind, just like I. Th- I can be wrong too. Like I thought, Tori was going to have a sleep answer this morning for ACB Presents, and I, was I almost actually, did. Yeah, I was half right. So there are limits, but um, I digress, and uh, want to say hello to everybody. We've got. Uh, Yikes, I was getting my hosts and moderators mixed up in my head here. Dazzling Desi is our host in Zoom. Good morning. Good morning. Shining Sheila is over there in the clubhouse. Good morning. Good morning. And yes, she is because she's in the Sunshine State. We got, uh, and so we we literally got both sides of the country covered today. And um, Chanel is right next door. She is our streamer for today. And uh, we, this is her first time streaming the cooking call, so we're very happy. About but we know that. we're
2: in good hands, so it's all
1: good. Exactly. Not to say that we were not. I mean, we're in good hands with Deb too. So we, we, we oh, do appreciate yeah. Deb.
3: But yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, on that note, we're starting off an Italian themed month coming up. We got spaghetti. We've got. Uh, Uh, homemade pizza we've even got lasagna but uh, one of the ingredients to go in that uh, might be italian sausage and uh, let's find out how. not in yours and um the way i technically well mine and not in mine too because i do turkey italian sausage when i can find it and um that's neither here nor there. So, without further ado, we're going to welcome in Diane, and um, Diane's going to do this in sections. And uh, she will, you'll, just, so just announce when you are ready to uh, take any questions. And uh, Tori and I will take uh, first prior, you know, prerogative. I can get the word out, and then we will go to uh, everybody else.
4: Okay, can I start?
1: You can yep, start. The floor.
4: the floor is yours. All right. Well, um, good. Good morning, everybody. Yes, this this came up one night on Thursday nightcap when I couldn't think of anything else to talk about. So um, I am going to explain how the family um, used to make Italian sausage. Um, we don't anymore because it's actually cheaper and it's easier just to get our butcher. We have a butcher shop near our house and it's just easier to have him do it to our demanding specifications. Anyway, um, and I will also say it's, it's probably a good thing that there's not an ingredients list because we didn't have an ingredients list. When Joe's mom made the sausage, she just put in whatever, you know she thought was appropriate and we would try it fry it up and try it you know before we would stuff the uh, sausage so that we knew what how it tasted and what it might need in, in the way of additional seasoning so anyway joe's family um came over from italy back in the 50s and even in italy And they didn't have refrigeration in Italy, but they used to make Italian sausage over there. So um, what they did was every year they'd buy a live pig. And they would um, keep it over at Joe's grandmother's house and fatten it up a little. Um, That way, you know, none of the family got attached to it or became friends with it or anything like that. So once once it was um, sufficiently fattened up, they would take it to a slaughterhouse near their home. and um, the you know, the person, the, the butcher or whoever would slaughter the pig. Um, put it in boiling water to get the hair off, by the way. Um, and then he would take half of the pig as payment and the rest of it, um, the family took and they shared it among each other and they used every part of the pig. So the, they used, um, shoulder, what, what's called pork shoulder, although it's also apparently referred to as pork butt, which I don't understand because it's obviously not at the hind end of the animal, but they would use pork shoulder to make the sausage meat. And they also um, use part of that meat to make uh, a ham kind of thing called prosciutto, which tastes really good. I think Um, the, ham comes from the is actually what comes from the hind end of the pig and the bacon uh comes from the stomach they they had uh, uh they used to make a an italian bacon called pancetta which is also tastes pretty good i think if you ever ever have a chance to try any of these things Um, they used the pig's intestines as the sausage casing. They even cooked the brains. Joe's parents ate brains and eggs, the kidneys. They even used the blood. They fried it up and made blood sausage or they made blood syrup. So, you know, nothing went to waste, which was, um, probably a good thing because they didn't have a lot of money over in Italy so that's a that's a little lesson on where um different meat comes from on pigs um at and so when they came over here in the 50s of course they stopped raising pigs and started buying the meat and the casings at a butcher shop or a meat market or somewhere. So I don't know you want me to stop now for questions or you want me to uh, keep going? Well, let's just do we have any hands raised either in Clubhouse or in um, Zoom yet?
3: There are not any here uh, in Zoom. Okay. Oh, now JC just raised his hand. Ah. Go ahead, JC. JC, go ahead and unmute. You can speak.
4: Go ahead, JC. Oh, Zoom gremlin time, huh? Yeah, I, don't. I guess
3: so. Yeah, I'm not hearing
2: yeah, him. he's so. still
4: he's still muted. So I will. Yeah. I will. And there's no one else. So. I okay. will. I
2: continue. will continue for the time being. And, um, oh, he lost oh, Maybe, now just left maybe left when to, yeah. JC comes back, he'll be able to unmute. So, but for now, continue.
4: Okay. <clears throat> so. Anyway, so um, so they would you know buy the meat for the sausage over here, and um, and the, and the, and the uh, intestines. Um, So the first part of the process of making the sausage was actually to prepare the intestines, which I will try to refer to in the future as natural casings. We did try making sausage one year with artificial casings, and we didn't like it. So the, uh, so natural casings, it, it was. And, you know, let me think, how can I put this delicately? (laughs) Um, You know, pig, pig intestines work the same way ours do. And so if you when you opened up the container, um, they didn't smell real good. So um, it became necessary to uh, clean them out. The, The butcher supposedly cleaned them, but you know, we could always notice the smell. So we had to try to get rid of it. And we would do that by soaking the casings in whiskey. Joe's, um, Joe's cousin Yola used to come and help me with that because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, yeah, so we'd, 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 we'd um, soak them in whiskey, and one of the tricky things was um, getting the end of the casing open, so that you could put water, or whiskey, or whatever in there. And when once you got one open and started filling it, it would puff up, the same way that the sausage did when you put the meat in. So we would just continue that process, soaking rinsing, soaking and rinsing until the smell was completely gone. And then we would let them dry out and put them in a container in the refrigerator until we needed them. Um, one, one time I didn't get in trouble for this. Cause I think they, they just knew I was an ignorant blind person. Um, but when I first came on the scene, I was looking for something in the refrigerator and I stuck my hand in something that I didn't know what it was. You know, it wasn't in a container or anything. It was just on one of the shelves. So I said, Oh, this refrigerator is gross. I have to clean it out. And I pulled everything out. And one of the things I pulled out was a plastic container which I figured contained some kind of leftovers. So I opened it and I smelled it and it didn't smell good. It smelled gross. I stuck my fingers in it to see what it was and it felt gross. So I just took the whole thing and dumped it in the garbage. And then I later found out that what I threw away was the sausage casing so they had to get some more and I don't think that was real expensive. So um, I, I didn't feel that bad about it. And of course I, once I knew what it was, I never touched it again until we needed to get it ready. Ah, uh, so. The next part was. Um, Diane, the,
3: I just wanted to let you know that um, JC did come back in and raise his hand. So whenever you want. to, Okay. Take well,
4: question. I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a good place. So, um, JC, go ahead.
0: Okay. Wow. I had to leave and come back tech these days. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good story that you shared on the, uh, the case. What was it called again? The, the case thing?
4: Sausage cake, natural, natural casing. We call it they, natural casing.
0: casing. Yeah. Natural casing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And also the fact that you brought that Joseph brought, a. Joe, my bad on pronunciation there. Joe brought in a live pig. Wow, I am pretty impressed by that. And I, that's all I wanted to say on that. I didn't have a question, but I wanted to briefly comment on that. What an interesting story! I'm learning something new from you now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so.
4: all right, JC. Well, Joe, um, Joe was quite young at the time. He he really didn't have anything to do with the making of the sausage because he was only like probably 8 or 9 years old or younger. So, but yeah, the rest of the the rest of the family though, that was where they got the meat from was from uh, you know, butchering a live pig. Anyway, How so, interesting.
0: Anyways, I'll let you continue and I'll be listening.
4: Okay, thank you, JC. No problem. Yeah, so um then the meat um would be the next part of the process. And when Joe's parents were alive, they'd buy the meat on the bones because in the long run, it was um, cheaper. They thought it was cheaper. And so they had to cut the meat off of the bones. And then. They would um, grind it. They, They actually had a machine that that uh had a couple attachments one of them would be used to grind the sausage and they would put it in a big wooden tub that joe's dad had made and the other attachment was the sausage stuffer which um, i will i will um, get into later so they would cut the meat off of the bones and incidentally, um, Joe's mom would also um, boil the bones and, you know, use any use any uh, leftover meat in, uh, in soup. And that process, uh-oh, I grossed somebody out, I think. Anyway, that process didn't smell so good either one time I was off work and I was down here working at my computer while she was doing it and um so they did, did I tell you also I I did did I tell you Herbie about that they made blood syrup and blood sausage yes I did tell you that okay yeah so <laughs> they didn't let anything go to waste um so anyway that that process of boiling the bones didn't smell so good but i'm sure the soup was probably good so diane
3: sheila does have somebody in the clubhouse i don't know if you want to take questions now but
4: i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna um try and get to the end of this part here it'll just be probably just another minute or two thanks for absolutely sure um yeah so so they um (coughs) the meat off the bones. They use this grinder that it had a hand crank. Um, we eventually, we eventually got uh, an electric grinder and sausage stuffer because Joe um, was, you know, thought in a modern way and thought it would be um, faster and easier to do it that way. Um, and they, we also got rid of the, wooden tub eventually we replaced it with a big rubber made plastic container with a lid. So, you know, we put the meat in there and that, you know, kept it until until we were ready for it. Um usually it was like a probably a day or so. Um we would start the, the process the next day. Anyway, um who who in Clubhouse has a question?
3: Go ahead, um, Sheila. It's a, it says troublemaker. <laughs> oh,
4: that's Austin. Austin. Oh, that's Austin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Austin, mm. go ahead. <laughs>
5: okay. It's a mother. Hey. All right. Uh, sorry. it's. are ever talking while I'm talking. I hate those. <coughs> uh, well, but, um, well. um, sausage, huh?
4: Sausage, yeah. Uh,
5: I love shortage. Um, <laughs> well, that's my,
6: great.
5: My favorite part is uh, I, for, I don't know, ever I, I almost forget, but I, my, I, I always uh, know th- this one. I accidentally, I think everyone did that as well, but
3: <laughs> I
5: accidentally put. Uh, 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 cereal and orange juice. <laughs> and what? Austin, do you have a question? Okay. Yeah, do you? Have a... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Well, thank you. Okay, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Adios. Okay.
4: Okay, well, thank you. I, I wonder, I wanted to hear though if he put like cereal in the sausage or something, but
1: yeah, it sounded Any... like it was the orange juice, so the orange juice, yeah.
4: <laughs> anyway, um. So once the meat was ground and in the tub, the next thing was to start preparing it for the sausage. And we had all kinds of spices that we put into it. Uh, for one thing, it needed a lot of salt and the salt is actually what would cure the sausage. because we would hang it out later. I'll get to that process you know, in a little while. So we, they had a lot of salt in it. Um, as far as pepper, had black pepper. I thought it had crushed red pepper, but Joe didn't remember that. But we had to give it spice from somewhere. So I thought it was crushed red pepper. Also cayenne and Joe added chipotle later on um we, and we used uh, paprika paprika gave it uh, a reddish color so that was uh what else did we have um joe joe didn't know anything we didn't know anything back then about ghost pepper or carolina reaper so I'm kind of wondering if we made our own sausage. Now, if any of those would have wound up in there, uh, those are some of the spiciest pepper known to man. Anyway, so again, it was black red, black red, cayenne, paprika, and chipotle. Um, we also put fennel seeds in it. And fennel seeds gave it a real nice kind of a. Fennel seeds taste like anise, or black licorice, and so it it gave the sausage a nice flavor. We also added um, eventually. We knew someone that put coriander in it, so we tried that a couple times, and that made it taste pretty good too. Uh, we put the better part of a bottle of red wine in it, also. <clears throat> so I think I've I think I've mentioned all of the ingredients. So once all of that stuff was in there, then we mixed it, and we mixed it by hand to make sure that it was all everything you know that all the spices were were mixed in there and. You would knead it, you know, and move it from the bottom to the top and vice versa. And um, a lot of the family used latex gloves when they were mixing the sausage because it was cold. The meat was cold and the pepper, all that pepper was would kind of make your hands sore um, after a while if you did it long enough. I I always thought, because I never used gloves, because I wanted to feel that the spices were mixed in. And eventually it got, it felt warm. I don't know if it's just that I got used to it or if it was all that spice that heated it up. <laughs> but eventually it, uh, it it felt warm. So once we thought it was sufficiently mixed, then we would fry it up and taste it to see if it needed anything. And we'd all discuss that and figure out what it needed and add some more stuff. And um, I, I guess I told you maybe that Joe's mother never used a recipe and that's why we don't have an ingredients list. And we tried to get one from her. We tried to ask her several of us and one of the relatives recorded her making the sausage to see if they could tell how much she was putting in but she never she was uh quite quite mum as far as how much of anything she put in so you know we'd probably mix and fry a couple times until it was until it was um the way we wanted it and joe liked his spicy so that was um, that part of it. I, I'm at the end of a section if anyone has any questions.
1: So, I'll make a couple of comments. Um, first of all, in general, like you, I don't like uh, using gloves. I'd actually rather feel what I'm doing. Even if I was doing a recipe like that, I think I'd still rather feel what I was doing. I imagine just at, with being at the fridge, you working with it, that got rid of a lot of the coldness. And so I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, And yeah, I would also have added in the red pepper as well myself. That would definitely give it a kick. And I don't know if like the ghost peppers, I mean, it could be that maybe you didn't hear about them. Because I think things were it could sometimes be a little bit more regional even back then. And so, Uh you know, we definitely have more availability of things today than... Even 20 years ago, I don't know if I'd heard of uh, the ghost pepper like 20 years ago. You know, in fact, it was only recently I'd even heard of it, so.
2: Mm -hmm. Me too.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess it was uh, haunting us all this time and we didn't know it, but. uh, (laughs) Yeah,
2: maybe. Yeah. (laughs) We just had to get into the spirit of things. (laughs) Yes, we
1: do. But, um, yeah, um so uh yeah but i i fa- also find just gloves are too restrictive and so i'd rather have full flexibility of my hands and uh you know i'm i'm, I'm glad that doctors and whatnot wear gloves don't get me wrong but you know <laughs> i don't know how they do it at the same time because i certainly would not like wearing them but then i'm not a doctor
2: so, but then but. in theory they can see as well though and that is, is true the yeah the thing is when you can see using your hands with gloves on isn't so bad because you can see what your hands are doing yes
6: yeah. and yes.
2: so you know if if you've got usable vision um then wearing gloves might be an idea um however if you haven't then if you don't have to wear the gloves don't do the gloves because you know then you can see what you're doing better
1: yeah okay exactly all right do we have any questions from the audience no one here in Zoom. All right. And to let you know just how strong of a stomach I am, have, guys, I have been, during this lecture, I have been uh, serving up meatloaf and even eating while <laughs> Diane's been doing all this talking. <laughs> well, so, that's uh, great
4: that you get to eat instead of cooking, I think.
1: Yep. Um, but I've been listening to this whole time, so uh, don't, don't, don't worry. Um Alright, in fact, I think I'm gonna go get some more meatloaf, so uh, all this talk about stomach intestines and uh, <laughs> the crap that's in them has not turned me off of my breakfast. So. Well,
4: that's good. I'm glad
2: I to I think hear it that. would probably take a lot to turn Harvey off of his breakfast. It yeah. <laughs> would.
1: Well, if I can read books about World War One and eat breakfast, then I'm in good shape, I think. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. we won't go there. So... Uh, let's get back into Diane's lecture. Oh, one of the thing I will mention real quick is, uh, not to the extent that, uh, I think your, uh, grandma did it, but, uh, I have in the past, like, you know, just, um, like for with leftover Turkey or whatever, you can put the bones in and, um, you know, just boil it and the meat will come off. Yeah. And, uh, you don't have to boil the bones per se, but just boil it enough to where the meat will come off. And, mm. uh, so, you can do that as a less uh, intense uh, process all right. yeah, the
4: the pork bones still didn't didn't smell that good for me anyway, Joe, right. Uh, Joe, Joe can't smell anything anymore, so it never bothered him at least.
1: Well, that's how you convenient oh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, do we know
1: if he's listening or not, by the way? No, no,
4: no, okay. I probably won't know until after until after we're done. By the way, are we on for um ninety minutes today? Yes,
1: we're on for ninety minutes, and so okay. that's why I said, Joe, if you are listening and you have time, uh, we we want to hear from you directly. So uh, we're, we're, this is an open invitation for you to come on to the Zoom call. If you do not know how, then
4: uh, ask Diane; she'll tell you
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway,
4: he, he knows he knows how. He's done it before. Anyway, uh, oh, the other thing I was going to add about mixing the um, sausage was that, as I said, usually we um, use our we used our hands to mix it. But one year we went to Home Depot and bought a pitchfork, and we thought that that might make the process easier, and you know would keep keep our hands off the meat. I didn't find it to be nearly as much fun, so I continue to prefer using my hands.
1: It goes again to what we're talking about. You know, as a blind person, our hands are our eyes. And uh, I think that's a huge thing that is not fully appreciated by the sighted world. So mm-hmm.
4: yes, you're, you're probably right. So anyway, once the um, once the meat was sufficiently mixed and seasoned and everything, then we would stuff it into the natural casings and as i said joe's uh, parents had a machine that had a sausage stuffer and we eventually got an electric one um there would be a funnel you'd have a funnel uh attached and the meat when you turn the crank would go into the funnel and the pointed end of the funnel would would be put over the opening in the casing, and then so then you would turn the crank until the um, casing was filled up, and then you would um, tie it at, at, at both ends. Um, sometimes they would break before you finished them, and if that happened, then you had to stop and tie it off, tie it off, and you know cut off the part that was broken and then, you know, finish the rest of the casing. And then, and this was the part, this was the part that my, was my job before I, or when I first came on the scene, I'm sure that Joe's parents probably didn't trust me as a, as a blind person, ignorant about sausage making. They didn't trust me to do anything other than this. Uh, my job was to was to poke holes in the um, sausage after it was done, poke holes in it with a hat pin. And the purpose of those holes was so that the sausage would dry out inside when we, you know, we would hang it out to dry. And again, I'll get to that process later. Um, so that, that was my job and it was, it was really, um, kind of boring. Well, once Joe's parents, um, left us, I graduated to the process of tying the, um, links off. So what we would do was take pieces of string and tie Uh, tie it on the um, sausage what like maybe every foot or so and you would tie it tight enough so that it would squish so you'd have depressions in it you know where the where the um, tie ties were and that was how the um, links came to be so you would cut that cut up the sausage at those links. Um, and so that was um, the end of that process. Um, next, uh, next we can talk about how uh, we used to hang it on on the rafters in our garage to dry out. So I, I can stop again for questions if anyone has any. Roberta um, has a question.
2: Now I'm wondering how uh, if the process my brother learned to do is is the same as this or not quite.
4: Anyway. Okay, so Roberta.
2: <laughs> Go
5: Hi, ahead, Diane. Hunter. Hey, I, 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 it's so good of you to share this. I just love this uh, learning about this process. I, so I have a couple of questions. I'm curious about how delicate the casing is. It's I mean, I get the impression that it's fairly it's fairly tough, but once it you once it starts to tear, it's kind of like a potato chip bag. You know, once you got a rip going, yeah, it's right. gonna run.
4: Right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It you know what it, it always depended on the casing. Some of them I think were tougher than others. Okay. But yeah, they would, uh, you know, once in a while you'd have one break and then you'd have to cut it off and tie it. We never, Uh, we certainly never threw anything away. It's still, we still used it as sausage, even if the links were smaller. Sure,
5: sure. And then, and then my other question is, how, was it just a matter of experience to know how much to stuff in a casing? Um like how tight I stuff think it, it
4: just I think I think it just you know moved along it you could only put so much in there you know there was okay. no experience it just I think it just um you know if you'd put some in then the, then it would push the other you know you just I have think, to slide it down the two yeah I think it works something okay. like that oh, cool. um I never got to be at the end where the Sausage actually came off of the stuffer. I did get to turn the crank some. Uh, you know, and I would turn it until they would tell me when to stop.
3: Uh-huh.
4: And actually I thought I thought it stopped itself once it was full. You know, I thought you uh-huh. I thought it got to a point where you couldn't crank it anymore, but I'm not entirely sure if I'm remembering that correctly. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh-huh. Mm -hmm.
4: it's it's really nice of you to share we should all know where our food
5: comes from and if you don't like it then don't eat it you know (laughs) yeah okay That's fine and if you like you know if you are okay with it it, you know i think it's great to be close to our food like that that's awesome thanks
4: thank you oh and it always tasted so good too um so anyway once the sausage was um was stuffed, the next part of the process would be to hang it up in the garage to dry out. And um, again, we couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you how long we kept it out there. Joe thinks that it was probably at least a couple of weeks. Um, But it always, oh, you had to watch the weather. Because one year we did fifty pounds of sausage, and we hung it out there, and it stayed cold most of the time, but a couple of days it warmed up, and we went to um take it down, and it was spoiled because it' had gotten too warm for it, and I'll tell you what that didn't smell so good either it smelled it had a fishy smell that i I would not wish on anybody so um we wound up having to get rid of 50 pounds of sausage and start over. Um, So you got to watch the weather. If it, if it gets too cold, of course, it could freeze. And if it gets too hot, it, it could spoil. So um, if it, if we thought there was going to be a few days of warm weather coming, we might, you know, bring it in early and cut it up into links and, and seal it in food saver bags and put it in the freezer. Of course, some of it we, uh, we also cooked. Well, Joe did. He's the expert at, at cooking it and making it taste really good. But anyway, um, if you left it out, if you could leave it out hanging long enough, it would dry out to the point and cure to the point where you could eat it without having to cook it. And
1: mm, 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 mm.
4: (laughs) I just love the the taste of that so much. And um, once it was when Joe's mother was was making it, um, once it got to that point where it was um, dried out, where you could eat it without cooking it, she would um, bring it in and put it into jars of olive oil to uh, preserve it. And um, I just want to tell you, there was nothing like a bowl of spaghetti with tomato sauce with peas and a piece of sausage mixed in and just eating, eating it all together. It was just so good. And of course, um, we also, you know, Joe would would um, cook it and it was just. This isn't real healthy, I guess, but it was just so nice to take a slice of bread and sop up the grease and eat the sausage with the bread. Um, uh, Joe also smoked it sometimes. We've had various um, electric and stovetop smokers. And um, it, it tastes really good smoked also. And uh, you know, because we froze it, and and we we had enough to share with uh, anyone who wanted it. Of course, a lot of the family didn't like it as spicy as we did, so um, that that meant the more for us. So that um, that I think is the whole thing, you know. And I I don't hear Joe coming on to correct me, so um, I, I hope I have it uh, pretty accurate. But it was a lot of fun. It was a very nice. Family activity. Uh, I have a lot of good memories of making the sausage and eating it. Now we get it from our um, butcher and it tastes good, but I'm not sure if it tasted as good as it did when we used to make it ourselves, but we still buy it and freeze it. And um, so we have enough sausage to last uh, until, you know, at least for a year it seems to last. So um, that that's the whole process. Um, So I don't know if anyone has any um, further comments or questions. Jill has a question. Okay, go ahead, Jill.
6: Hi, Diane. Um, This actually is a great memory for me. I always made sausage with my grandfather he would do it but he would get it from the butcher and i'm glad he didn't tell me the story of how you know like the butchering of the pig because yeah that <laughs> I, I was uh, he kept me uh, naive to that because um i don't think i would have eaten it <laughs> but oh gee Oh, yeah. Um,
4: they had no problem eating it in this family.
6: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um, but that was, a, you know, I I remember that so vividly with the casing and, and then he had the hand crank machine and um, would fill the casing. But the only thing different, I don't remember him ever um, drying them. I think he would, like, then either um sear it and then put it it always went right into a, a red sauce.
4: Mm yum. Um
6: so I never um knew about how the drying process so that's that's interesting. So that's actually would that be considered like a pepperoni once it's dried?
4: It didn't taste like pepperoni. No, it's still uh-huh. it, it it the the flavor of it changed but it's still Pretty much tasted like sausage, um, and they also used to make um, another type of sausage called Suprasata.
6: Oh yeah, that's like my, my favorite.
4: <laughs> yeah, Suprasata so is good.
6: good.
4: Um, and that was a bigger casing, and it was kind of smushed. You know, it was smushed on one because because you would put it in a in a press.
6: And, Mm -hmm.
4: and, and put the, you know, it, the press, I think had like weights that would go down over the sausage and yeah, um, we never, I never had an experience making that, but boy, I sure enjoyed it when eating it, when anyone else brought any over, you know, when we buy it in the store. Super. Yeah. That,
6: that was always the highlight of the auntie past (laughs) was that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right
6: right everyone went for that first so um yeah thanks for doing this call it brings a lot of great memories for me in my childhood and um you're right it's so much part of the family culture italian culture Mm -hmm.
4: i'm 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 glad i'm glad you feel that way um jill thanks for
6: Mm -hmm. thanks
4: for um listening um, the other thing that I was going to say was that, of course, when they were in Italy, when the family was in Italy, they didn't have any refrigerator. And so, um, you know, drying the sausage was a, was a way that they would preserve it. They didn't have a refrigerator or a freezer or anything like that. So um, I'm I'm sure that's probably why they... Um, let it dry out, but oh, it it just gave it such a nice flavor. But the weather seems to have changed over the years, and you have to be careful. Um, any? Do we have any other um, questions?
3: Uh, nobody has their hand raised. If um, if Herbie would permit me, I have a quick question about hanging the sausage. How how is that actually accomplished?
4: Um, well, we, you know, we tied, we tied it together with long strings. Mm. And so, and I never, I never did that part of the process. So I don't know if they had some hooks, um, you know, on the rafters that they hung it from. But, um, you know, they, they hung it up in the garage and I know that they used the string you know,'cause we because we had to make the pieces of string long enough that they could do that. you know you'd use you'd use quite a bit of string when you tied uh, tied off one of the links. Does that help?
3: Yes, thank you. Okay. I was trying to picture you know, like did you just flop a big sausage over a rafter or what? how
4: did it work? There you go.
1: I like, I, I like that image there, Desi. You know.
4: Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> Take a sausage, flop it over the rafter. Hey, I can't get this thing down. We need a ladder, you know.
4: <laughs> oh, I think that Joe, because Joe isn't that tall. And and we still, mm-hmm. even, we're, we, uh, we didn't do it this year, but even the sausage that we buy from our butcher, a couple times we've had them tie it into links like that so that um, we could... Hang it up, and I'm I'm pretty sure that Joe needed a ladder to uh, handle all of that.
1: All right, I would have killed that. That's why
4: you should marry someone nice and tall. What (laughs) I said? That's why you should
2: marry someone nice and tall, like I did oh uh, if i no, can't reach jo- something i just say i need a tall person and my husband comes and reaches it
1: so, so colby if you're listening you know uh, you, you can't marry anybody that's short you have to marry a tall person according well, to she's story, not going
2: to so. be able to marry anyone shorter than herself anyway is she
4: well joe and i
1: um i wouldn't so, know oh, i've colby, not
4: actually seen that... her so yeah joe joe and i are about the same size and i i often wondered I often wondered if he married me because of my size. I used to think about that. Over the years,
1: but. well, this so. cooking show has suddenly <laughs> devolved yeah. into a romance yeah. show. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to take the nah, any we questions to
4: go there. We don't need to go there.
1: We don't
2: need to go there. Uh, to go there. Anyway. I, I agree. I, I really don't think size is actually what you should look for in a partner. It's just no, yeah.
1: no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Laura. Call one eight hundred L A U R A
2: Anyway,
4: um, uh, let's go back to cooking, shall we?
1: I, Please. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The,
4: the, the other thing that I would say, you know, um, you know, we, we certainly didn't intend explaining this for anyone to try it themselves, but you know, if, if people want to, if people want to, they can, you know, you can get your butcher to grind your meat and wrap it and, um, you know, do take it off the bones and, um, <laughs> You know, so
1: you can uh, they can, uh, you can well, have got for buy you. The... It
2: on the, you can even buy it on the bone and do the, the work yourself if you're that ambitious. Just...
1: Yeah. But, but my but, question is if somebody was to give you some meat on a bone and it was spoiled, does that mean it's bad to the bone?
4: <laughs> Great song, Herbie. <laughs> George Thorogood. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, good question.
1: He's certainly helping me destroy this call. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh,
4: so what, what time do we have ten. anyway? Let's see.
3: <laughs> we have about eleven minutes before the top of the hour.
4: Okay. So so we're only so so we actually we probably have, won't need the actual, yeah we won't need the entire time because. Nope. Um, but that you know, means I was... you
1: all can go to the breakfast bunch and uh, eat some delicious Italian sausage that Diane's <laughs> going to put on the uh, table.
4: It'll be hot, though.
1: It will, and it will... that's that's good. And, it will uh, Well, you be
2: don't hot. want it cold, do you? No, no, well, I don't know... mean.
1: Yeah, I... you mean spicy hot. I
4: mean spicy hot. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I know.
1: <laughs> I, I know mean... you did, but
4: yeah. Um. Well, you could, as I said, if you dried it out enough, you could eat it cold.
1: Yep. Yeah. Wanted, I think I'd still rather actually, eat it fried myself, but...
4: Well, you can yeah. have
2: mine.
1: <laughs> oh, you can have mine, too. I mean, I, I, I'd make mine with turkey or chicken or beef or whatever, but... Uh... I
2: still don't want any, regardless of what kind of meat you're making. No.
1: Oh, no. I'll
3: take both of your share.
1: <laughs> All
2: right, right, there you, there you go. go. We'll just
3: send it to Desi.
2: But well, back in the
1: days when I but you know I will say that you know because you know going back to the days when I did eat pork you know the idea of uh, sopping up the uh, bread and grease you know would certainly uh, be very appealing and it probably explains my <laughs> cholesterol levels nowadays but uh, um I have that here nor there
4: I have a um I have a, another story about sausage and Joe. um we've got time one time one time we we used to, um, We used to celebrate our anniversary sometimes by staying uh, at a hotel or somewhere outside of the house. And one year, we um, went to Ann Arbor, um, which is home of the University of Michigan, and Joe's brother and his family um, lived there or lived there at, at the time. and we stayed at this bed and breakfast. And um, she, ha- she had made an egg casserole that was like, it had um, bread in it and sausage and eggs. And Joe said that he didn't want any. And he didn't know anything about how the casserole was made, but he just decided he didn't want any. I think it probably had like scrambled eggs in it or, you know, he likes his eggs over easy. So um, she was some uh, another one of the ladies that was eating with us asked her how she made it, and she said that she used turkey sausage in it. And Joe does not like any kind of fowl, chicken, turkey, um, anything like that. And he just we just wondered how he knew that he shouldn't eat that sausage. Yeah. Maybe he just thought the idea was foul. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: I think I would just set a big plate in front, in front of him anyway, and said, "Here, gobble it up." But uh...
4: <laughs> no, he he
2: um, no, he was chicken. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yep.
4: Oh, oh, oh! That's why he should be listening, That's so he can come on and listening. defend himself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um. Okay, so I I'm um I. I believe I've covered this topic um, as much as I can. So, Herbie, I will turn it back to you. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to um, talk about it. Because, as I said, it's just a wonderful memory.
2: Thanks for giving us an opportunity to not have to cook today.
1: Well, exactly. <laughs> on the call. <laughs> on the call, yeah. We still have to cook in general. but. Uh... Well, I only
2: have to heat up leftovers. I was smart. I made dinner for two days yesterday.
1: Oh, there you go. All right. Well, thank you, Diane. And uh, just a reminder if you have something that you'd like to contribute to a future call, you can send us an email to the ACB Cooks List, Cooks at uh, whatever it is, Um kimacb. At gmail.com. At gmail dot, yeah, gmail.com. Um, you can do that way or just go through the ACB Cooks List, or you can email community at acb.org and uh, they Which will be Which at pass least is an email
2: address us. Herbie knows.
1: Yes, that one I do know. Well, I didn't <laughs> know if um, with, since she's moving and stuff, if she's still if. if
2: Why wouldn't it be Gmail?
1: Well, because Gmail is
2: international. I've got a Gmail.
1: Uh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I don't know if Courtney still checks it or not. Or has time to check it or not?
2: <laughs> she checks it. She just might take a while to reply.
1: Okay, that's what I meant. Is <laughs> you know, because I know she's moving and whatnot. So, if you want a quick response, community at acb dot org might still be your best bet. And uh, just a reminder, if you have not done so yet, why not subscribe to our community list where you get to hear a lot of fun calls. You can even talk to Diane some more on her Thursday nightcap. And all you have to do is email address that address again, communityacb.org, and say, please, please add me to the list, include your name and email address. And that please is
2: very important.
1: Yes, very, very important. Yep. I wonder if we've influenced anybody to actually write in and use the term please. Yeah, I don't
4: know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> and,
2: and if you're somebody who likes to join the calls via phone, even though this is not quite so up to date, you can also call 1-800-424-8666 and follow the prompts to hear a recording of the schedule. Who's
1: yes, doing indeed.
4: those recordings now?
2: Does it's still anyone... Colby right now. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, we have time. You know, I, I can show you all what it's like. Except I've never called into the number, but uh, no, um, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> so uh, with that, to remember. So next week we are going to be. I think it's spaghetti next week.
2: No pizza next week. Pizza it's pie next day. Week.
1: All right, that's right. So next week it's gonna be the homemade pizza pie. And uh, we definitely got an interesting recipe for you on that one. And um,
2: then it's spaghetti the following week.
1: Spaghetti the following week. And then Heidi's lasagna. Heidi
2: and Nick's lasagna. Heidi and
1: Nick's lasagna. It was made
2: clear, I was reminded earlier that we have to specify it's both because it's not Heidi's, it's also Nick's.
1: Yes, and I think we have to emphasize that it's Heidi and Nick's. Not Nick and Heidi's, so uh, you know. Yeah, but I was met.
2: specifically told Heidi and Nick's lasagna. Yep, so, there you go.
1: <laughs> so, okay. with that, I want to thank everybody who uh, braved it out with us today, and <laughs> uh, it, the, we will. We now will have the floor open. If you have any uh, general cooking questions that you would like to ask us, now is your time. Otherwise, we will end things on the early side today. So if you it's got wonder, those... wonder, though,
2: if we're opening the floor, did we give enough people uh, give people enough warning to grab onto something before they fell?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, I'm going to go walk over here to this floor that's open!
2: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> 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 Oops.
2: I heard <laughs> we didn't grab anything. don't
1: <laughs> uh, no. That's what I get for not using my cane. All right.
2: That's why have... you should always use a cane unless you have a guide dog.
1: Yeah, there you go. But then the guide dog would have fallen through. Well, maybe no. The guide
2: one. dog has sense.
1: Oh, I, I mean no. sight. <laughs> sight. No, we're oh, we're both. <laughs> All right. Do we have any questions? We don't take questions on our sanity, by the way. But uh...
3: no, we do. We not already know Zoom. that we
2: don't have any of that.
3: <laughs> no. no questions in Zoom, and and a couple of people have left because I think they thought you were wrapping up. So.
1: Well, we've been wrapping up the Italian sausage. that's for sure well... <laughs> no
2: i th- I think a couple of people left because they couldn't cope with us anymore, but no, we use food <laughs> saver bags.
4: there you go. <laughs> and they do a good job sealing the sausage and keeping yeah. it fresh.
1: You know Wait, that, I but... you
2: said it was pork, not seal
1: oh <laughs> that is just <laughs> oh that. <laughs>
2: There are oh. people who make seal sausages. Now, come on. Okay, I
1: must admit I've not heard of them, but uh,
2: there are uh, in some of the northern places. There are people who genuinely right. make seal sausages.
1: I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> no, though I wonder. This probably is not going to be. The, you know, the drying out process with the garage is probably not the way you want to do it if you live in the south or if you uh, live in the Arizona. Though you guys have been getting some snow lately. No. so...
4: No, you'd want to, you, you, if you're making it down there, you'd probably want to just put it right in the freezer yeah. once you're done cutting but, it off. But Desi, if you it wanted to do the drying off option, it.
1: <laughs> well, well, Desi might have, if she'd have made it the previous week, you know, it might've worked for her given the weather conditions, you know, they've been having there. So for her and Kayla, um, but. Uh... Yeah,
3: we didn't have any snow where we are though. So okay. No, well, it, my... snow, it
2: snowed in Arizona, but not where they wanted it.
1: Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. My thanks to Dazzling Desi, as always, and Zoom for my uh, hosting. My pleasure. And uh, thank you to Shiny Sheila in the Sunshine State <laughs> for uh, moderating in Clubhouse. And my thanks to Chanel, who is uh, streaming this today. And uh, next week, I'm positive in that we'll be doing the full 90 minutes, as this crust needs uh, two separate uh, rising times. So... Uh, uh, with that...
2: But we will rise to the occasion.